Hi, fashion aficionados. Welcome back to For the Fashion, a weekly news podcast, headlining all the current fashion industry news and going in-depth into stories about the fashion industry. This week, we headline the top news and dive into the show-stopping looks at the Venice Film Festival and the upcoming fashion weeks. We also talk about the legacy of Queen Elizabeth's royal fashion. I'm your host, Malia Masumoto. Let's chat. As we all know, New York Fashion Week is starting in just one day, but don't worry, I'll have all the exciting news in next week's podcast. But this year, many new brands are making their way there, and one of those is by Gigi Hadid. She's having a week-long pop-up shop in Soho for her direct-to-consumer cashmere brand that she's hoping to market to younger consumers. So it's not your grandma's cashmere. The line, called Guest in Residence, will have a collection of 100% cashmere basics, all for under $400. She plans to also do collabs with other brands and artists. In her words, she wants to make the collection a blend of classic pieces and funky cashmere. Speaking of Fashion Weeks and current news, with the Queen's passing, London Fashion Week is paying their respects. Any shows scheduled on Queen Elizabeth's funeral day will be postponed. Other non-essential events like parties will also be cancelled for the whole week as the country is in an official mourning period according to the BFC. They still want the designers to be able to show their collections, but they're asking that the mood respects the country's national mourning. Nike is trying to make another hit with their fabric similar to their dry fit or fly knit. It's with their new sustainable sweatsuit fabric called Forward. The production of the material has a 75% smaller carbon footprint than their other knit fleeces, but it doesn't look like your typical fleece. It's a thinner and more stiff material that is full of holes because it's a non-woven fabric, and it has an interesting construction. It attaches a web of fibers together, creating a layered fabric that's in the same material family of those of surgical masks. And it might take some getting used to, but Nike thinks they can just do it. They know their customers are willing to try new innovations if it has Nike's name on it. Fila is serving up a collaboration with Brandon Maxwell to blend the athletic and preppy aesthetic. This is the first time Maxwell is dipping into tennis wear. Maxwell brings a youthful twist to the classic Italian heritage brand Fila, but the styles aren't just for on the court, and they're not your average polos and tennis dresses. There's a one-shoulder tennis dress, and the most unique, a cropped mesh polo, cropped just at almost the collarbone. The collections will be on both websites and in some Bandier stores starting this week. Jacquemus is no stranger to the pop-up shop, but this time they're going for something a little more permanent. They're trying their luck with a boutique on Avenue Montaigne in Paris during Fashion Week. The store is set to be open for five months but could lead to being their first permanent store on one of the most prestigious shopping streets. As luxury fashion brands focus on creating more immersive and interactive experiences for their customers, a store is the next step for Jacquemus to go in. So will we see a handbag vending machine or swimming pool like their other pop-ups? Hard to say, but I know we can expect big things from their physical retail spaces. Now for a further in-depth look at the fashion industry. So fashion weeks are about to commence and we can expect to see all of our favorite luxury lines. But there's another category trying to break into luxury, athletic wear and athleisure. This year, Alo Yoga and Puma will be both showing their collections in New York. Alo Yoga has been the official wellness partner of New York Fashion Week for the past three years, but this is the first year they will debut their luxury Aspen collection. As wellness is becoming more integrated with fashion, Alo Yoga is positioning their brand at the intersection of both. After their show, they will have a panel discussion on wellness, mindfulness, and mental health within the fashion industry. Now Puma is also getting back in on the action and returning to New York Fashion Week. 
They were last on the runway with their Fenty collaboration back in 2017, but this year they plan to showcase two new sneakers with their show. The brand says they're also trying to position themselves in the fashion industry while keeping sports at their core. And Puma is also integrating digital technology to their show. If you want to get your hands on their sneakers, you will have to redeem them with NFTs they will release with their show. So Puma and Allo are these trailblazers in positioning themselves within the Athlux category, but there's no doubt that we'll be seeing more of these brands emerge for the coming year's fashion weeks. And now another red carpet, but this time I'm not talking about the Met, something arguably classier. It's the Venice Film Festival. And say what you want, but the best red carpet moments tend to happen on film festivals where there's more focus on just the classic designs and not trying to make a viral moment like with what happens with the Met. Now we can't talk about bold red carpet looks without talking about Timothy Chalamet these past few years. And Chalamet went literal for this red carpet look with an all red backless jumpsuit from Heider Ackerman. We all know Timothy is known for his bold looks like his shirtless tux moment from the Oscars, and this was no different. Another show-stopping moment was Florence Pugh in the full Valentino gown. Despite drama going on with her and Olivia Wilde, Pugh stole the show with her sparkling black gown and my personal favorite, her feather heels. And of course, Harry Styles showed up fitted in all Gucci, looking like he's straight out of Gucci designer's Alessandra Michelle's closet. And finally, with the premiere of Blonde, the movie about Marilyn Monroe, we got to see some Marilyn-inspired looks. Actress Anna de Armas wore a pink Louis Vuitton halter top gown, directly referencing Monroe's classic white dress. Model Julia Delelis wore a satin pink gown with gloves referencing Marilyn's gentleman prefer blondes look. And other looks just included Marilyn's face on the dress in complete Warhol style. So it was another successful red carpet with plenty of standout looks. Now onto the late queen's fashion legacy. Queen Elizabeth knew how to dress for her people and understood that presenting herself in the best way was just another royal duty. Even though she lived through decades of fashion styles, her looks stood the test of time. You know, if you see a tailored coat, her signature hats, gloves, and a top-handle lawn or handbag, you know it's the look of the queen. But she has always had a different range of hat styles over the years. And in the past 50 years, she's worn 5,000 different hats to be exact. And her monochromatic bright looks always brought a splash of color to the public. You know, she really brought that vivacious color and fun with her looks, all while remaining classic and regal. Her formula for these classic looks seems to have been passed down with her legacy as Kate and Meghan have taken her same approach to her colors and silhouettes. But that's not all she'll influence. Her looks will continue to inspire political leaders much past her time. So thanks to the Queen for giving us these fashionable moments to look back on. Thanks for tuning into your fashion industry news this week. Those were your headlines and everything you need to know about the fashion industry. Next week, we talk all about fashion weeks as they kick off in New York. Thanks for listening and see you next Friday on For the Fashion.